Welcome to the Deep Waters Podcast. We pray that Christ is at the beginning and all throughout and at the end of everything that we do. May openness and shalom mark our discussions. As we engage in conversations about the fresh move of God, may our hearts be drawn to unity. And in all things, may this shape us to look more like you, Jesus. Amen. Grab a cup of your favorite tea if you're listening to this in the winter. Or your favorite sports beverage. And if you listen to the summer, sporty. And enjoy the Deep Waters Podcast. Happy New Year, Jace. Happy New Year. <laughs> to all acquaintances be forgot. Wow, is that what <laughs> to all acquaintances be forgot? I think it's something like that. Uh, uh, should all acquaintance be forgot? Oh, and never brought to mind. I still don't know really what it means. I just thought forget the people you're not that close to from last year and just stay with your good friends. Oh, we'll go with that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 uh, and now that it's a new year, we can kind of forget everything that happened last year. Yeah. Is that how that works? Yeah. They say, don't think about history. Yep. Because then <laughs> if you think about it, you're doomed to repeat it. Something like that. I think that's what I've heard. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're just going to, we're going to dive into vision today because all we're thinking about is the future. 2020 vision, baby. Woo! The year of perfect vision. Oh man. AKA the year of pandemic. Um wild. So And it's been four years since then now. Oh, is that wild? That's crazy. Yeah. It was about this time four years ago that I was like reading articles about Wuhan, mm-hmm. thinking, oh strange. Like yeah. a new bummer for them. Cold bummer for them. Yeah. Glad that's so far away because it's never gonna get to us. <laughs> Gosh. Turns out I forget how humans work. Yeah. How <laughs> airplanes work. <laughs> So, uh, I don't know, listener, if you happened to be at the birthday service when our church officially turned seven years old. That was in early November of 2023. Yes, it was. Uh, But at that service, our wonderful Jordan Werner presented a vision. Today, what we want to do is unpack that vision a little bit, podcast style. Yeah. Talk about what went into it, the kinds of conversations we're even having at the like staff level mm-hmm. just to give you listener a glimpse into that and like all the thought and vision and intentionality that goes into our ministries. Yeah. And also maybe just to ask the basic question, what are we doing when we do church? I think that's a really great question. Maybe we, should we just start there? Yeah. Like what, what is church? What is church? Because we're casting vision on what a local church should be. Yep. Yeah? Yep. I think so. Um, I've got a friend who would not describe himself as Christian and doesn't really know much about Christianity. And as far as he understands it, if I'm, I hope I'm getting this right, he says church is basically like a convenient tax shelter for people who are looking to make a lot of money off of people's generosity and not have to pay a bunch of taxes on it because yeah. churches are not for profit. So it's all about money in the end, manipulation, power, authority, and money. Ugh, I don't like that church. Isn't that sad? Whatever church that is, I don't want to be a part of it. Like my good friend views 
Christian churches as that, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think it's helpful to define what we're talking about when we talk yes. about church. Yeah. Is it absolutely. just the place you go on Sunday to ensure that you go to heaven when you die? But anything other than that, it's kind of, it's just gravy. Just a country club for the moral. Wow. I think some people could think it that way. Yeah. What else? Do you have other thoughts about what church could uh, be A like? vehicle of oppression. Whoa. Unpack that. I think I would say there's probably people within the Western world that view the church as old fashioned. That's limiting their freedom. That's um, a place of judgment and shame. Wow. Yes. I mean, I feel like that's a bit of the cultural paradigm. Honestly, it's like society has progressed beyond the point of needing this thing called religion people. Yeah. So stop being so old fashioned and just get with the times. Mm -hmm. It's like Voltaire was a French author and philosopher that said, now that we've had the enlightenment and we understand the laws of nature, um, we don't need our concept of God and religion anymore. So it will just fade away. Like in a handful of generations, Voltaire believed that the concept of religion would cease Mm -hmm. at least in the West because science had made so much progress. And I had a conversation with a friend of mine just a couple months ago who thinks that still is true. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. religion I is mean, just going to fade away because it's uh, it only existed as a superstition to describe where the world came from. Yeah. <laughs> Good thing we don't <laughs> believe that here. If that's a point of hope. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to sound so melancholy, but I, I think it's helpful even just to say, hey, we're we're. Maybe let's go to the drawing board. Yeah, totally. And just be aware of what assumptions we're coming to church with. Mm -hmm. Is it a place that's supposed to serve me? Am I like a passive participant in church in the same way that I am when I go to a sporting event or a theater production? Yeah. Like I watch it. I'm entertained. I receive something, but I don't really participate. Yeah. There's no activity from my No transaction. Mm Mm-hmm. Or relationship. Relationships better. Transaction happens. Yeah. Sure. Um, Yeah. And I feel like, I mean, to start to answer this question, I'm guessing we're going to look back to the beginning of the church. Yeah. Or are we going to go back further than that? Well, might as well just go to the beginning of creation. All right. Sounds good. Totally. (laughs) We could spend a lot of time here. Also, what's the beginning of creation like? <laughs> wow, you're right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's a big conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's go to the beginning of the Bible. Well, come on. There yeah, it is. Yeah. In the beginning is probably the best place to start. Amen. A very good place to start. Uh, Genesis <sighs> tells great. us, thank you. Genesis tells us that um, God created within this land called Eden, a garden. Mm-hmm. And within that garden, at the center of it was the tree of life. And he places humans in this garden to help be his co-laborers in this project of creation, that they might take the garden and be fruitful and multiply, extending the boundaries of the garden all around, not only the land of Eden, but the world. Hmm. I want to see that vision first. Yeah. That... God created humans in his image to be priests 
we've used this royal priesthood language a lot at River House, so we're not going to yeah. go super in-depth here. But um, suffice it to say, if you haven't really engaged with our content surrounding that language yet, um, what it means that Adam and Eve were royal priests is that they were to minister unto the Lord and to be representatives of the Lord to the world. N.T. Wright describes the image of God like an angled mirror where the world sees God through the image bearers and then mm-hmm. God sees the world through those image bearers. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Have I used that on yeah, this podcast before? I, li- I always like it. I like the angled mirror because it's like, okay, I'm representing as a priest um, both directions. It's not just one way. Mm-hmm. Not just the people to God or God to the people. It's both. Um, and so even in this, we're starting to, uh, generate different like dimensions almost <laughs> like there's, yeah. there's the space where God exists mm-hmm. and we can minister to the Lord and commune with him in that space. And then there's the space where the priests all exist together yeah, doing this work arm in arm with one another. And then there's the world beyond the garden of Eden um, that we're called to minister to, mm-hmm. uh, where they're the benefactors of the being fruitful and multiplying. Um, it's with this kind of language that Pastor Jordan and I think the board team and others started to um, draw up the vision for what what we want to articulate Riverhouse mm-hmm. is. And this, yeah. to be fairly clear this isn't just a vision for river house like it's utterly unique to our community we're not inventing anything here yes yeah uh we're just trying to put language that makes sense to our context um to the call that's been on god's people since the very beginning mm-hmm. which is why we started at genesis yeah absolutely because yeah. like the i think the the greatest vision of the church has been written for millennia. Amen. And the goals of the church have been written for millennia. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like there like there's such a great history of what we are called to do, what Christ has called us to do in the great commission, to make disciples, to care for the widows and orphans. Like there's right. all these things. That wasn't in the great commission, just part of the Bible. Right. Um <laughs> if you saw my subtitles there would have been commas and periods to differentiate those things. Right. Um <laughs> But when I talk, it's just a long run on sentence. Um, Same. And, but what I, what I've liked, I've always, I kind of shared this today uh, to, to Benjamin, just, I've always kind of had a hard time of like trying to define Riverhouse as something unique. Cause I don't want mm. it ever to sound like we have something more figured out than other churches. Right. Right. That's not our heart at all to say that mm. we've have it figured out and we are better. or more advanced or anything like that. This is just how we feel like the Lord has um, revealed himself to us Mm -hmm. through the testimonies of the people within our church. Yeah. Is that a good way to say that? Yes. Okay. And it's all rooted in our understanding of scripture. Yeah, totally. And the history of the church. So like you'll see part of where you'll see this vision regularly if you attend River House is every Sunday we're going to be reading it in the transition space from worship to announcements Mm -hmm. because we want everything that we do to be grounded in this vision 
And the first heartbeat of it is coming to us straight from the Lord's prayer. Yeah. When Jesus's disciples say, Hey Jesus, will you teach us to pray? He says, pray like this. Our father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Mm-hmm. And it goes on. But if you've been around Riverhouse for a super long time, you remember that a lot of our branding content used to say in Boise as it is in heaven. Yeah. And we love that and still feel that. Also, you might recognize that our church currently meets in Garden City. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and probably the majority of our membership doesn't even live in Boise. Yeah. More like Meridian and Nampa and I mean, all Eagle. the way to Emmett and Middleton and Caldwell. Literally Fruitland, all over. Yeah. I think. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. Mm-hmm. So uh, we could say in the Treasure Valley as it is in heaven. Uh, and yet... Jesus's vision is on earth as it is in heaven. Yeah. And the great commission says, go therefore to all nations, making disciples of them. Mm-hmm. And we have connections to ministry partners in other parts of the world and other countries. Yeah. And so it's actually more accurate to our vision um, as the capital C church and as Riverhouse church to, uh, to think about on earth as it is in heaven. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's, That's where we start. Hmm. Now, in order to make any sense of that, you have to behold the face of God. Yeah, to even know what heaven, how do you know what heaven is? Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. On earth as it is in heaven, yeah, assumes that you know what heaven is. Yeah. You're right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And hard part about that is is none of us have physically been there <laughs> sure you know unless you make some kind of statement like heaven is where god is okay and can overlap well with earth oh come on which i think this is where the cosmic mountain imagery comes in landed it we haven't used that language yet on the podcast which is a bummer because I love it. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is so good. Cosmic and kind of what a lot of this vision is mm-hmm. based around this idea. Exactly. Um, tell me if I'm wrong. There's a through line from Eden through the Old Testament to through temples and tabernacles to Christ and the church that he starts. Correct? Amen. Okay. Do we yep. want to... Do we want to overview that real fast or do we feel like we've touched on that before? Yeah, maybe because that question of have we ever been to heaven came up and then we mentioned the cosmic mountain, I'll frame it this way. Okay. So think about earth like a big circle and heaven like a big circle. Mm -hmm. Um, They can be different and you can bring them together like a Venn diagram and they can overlap. Uh, this is an image that's coming to me from a Bible project video about heaven and Mm -hmm. earth actually. So if you want to see that, just type into YouTube Bible project, heaven and earth. Yeah. And our, and the, the imagery that has been made for our vision as well. And exactly. And I don't know if our imagery was inspired by the Bible project or if, yeah. And it's just also kind of intuitive, which Mm -hmm. is wonderful. Yeah. So you'll see this imagery. There's like a sphere that is that of heaven. I'll try to throw up on the screen. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're watching the YouTube video, you can see that visual. Um, And then there's a sphere that is 
earth and those places overlap so that we can actually exist in a heaven on earth reality today. And I would argue that we do, especially when we come to encounter the glory of God in spaces of prayer and worship. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, the, I'll, I'll just read it right now. Maybe the river house vision, please do river house is a community cultivating a heaven on earth reality that reveals the beauty, love and redemptive power of our resurrected Jesus. I love that. There's a lot packed into those words. Absolutely. And honestly, what we aspire to be um, hinges on most, if not all of those words, like a community right there. Yeah. We don't want to be just a crowd of unconnected individuals. Totally. Yeah. If you Mm -hmm. think about going to see a concert, Mm -hmm. you wouldn't really call the people there gathered a community. Mm. No one knows each other. They're, They're a crowd, you know? It's good. It's like, wow, there's a large crowd here. Wow. Not a large community. Amen. Um, and this, yeah. the next word cultivating, I like because that community is active mm-hmm. in the work of Jesus. Yeah. Cultivating like soil. There's so many gardening metaphors throughout scripture. Um, that applies really well. So we could go through this whole vision word by word and break down the meaning. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think what's cool about even the three things at the end of the beauty, love and redemptive power of our resurrection, Jesus. Yeah. I don't know if this is intentional, but I feel like when we behold, when we're ministering to the Lord, we're kind of beholding the beauty of Christ. Yeah. Uh, when we're ministering to one another, we're showing the love of Christ. Mm. And then when we're ministering to the world, we're showing the redemptive power of Christ. That's great. I'm like, that's so cool. I mean, those are all kind of interchangeable too, mm-hmm. but I was like, whoa, that's really cool that that all fits in there. And I'm sure that was intentional, but it's so beautiful. I love that so much. I forget who said it, but I heard John Tyson, a pastor at the church of the city in New York, um, quote somebody saying that God is most compelling to the world when the world sees God's beauty, truth, and goodness. And then there's a whole like book broken down about this. I forget the author, so I, I should have done my research beforehand. But um, I like that the word beauty is involved in that because as beings created by God, there's a carnal aspect of our nature that desires things that are beautiful. And nothing is more beautiful ultimately than the Lord who created all beauty itself. Come on. So... Um, that we would be a community cultivating a reality that reveals God's beauty, man, that that's a compelling vision, even just there, if we left out anything else. Um, But of course, it wouldn't be holistic without talking about the love and the power for redemption that, um, that Jesus brings to the world. And he has chosen to bring to the world through his body, the church. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's good. His, the church of royal priests. Amen. Yep. That's the, that's like the second chunk of the vision. We are called to awaken the people of God to their identity as royal priests. 
So if you're listening to this podcast and you identify as a person of God, a Christian, but you don't yet identify as a royal priest, then part of our call here at Riverhouse is to awaken you to mm -hmm. the revelation that you are indeed a royal priest. Mm. You have authority that's been given to you by God and you serve as an ambassador to God on for the people's sake and to the people for God's sake. Yeah, um, That's actually a, a high, high calling that every Christian has been invited into by the blood of Jesus. Come on. And you, I mean, if this is the first time you're hearing of royal priests, you're like, I don't think I'm called to like be a pastor or wear mm. that little white collar. Right. And that's not what we're talking about. In this uh, vision, it says royal priest refers to our original human vocation, like Benjamin laid out in the Garden of Eden. Those who behold and imitate God, convulting, <laughs> cultivating oh, there you go. heaven on earth lives. Maybe I'll read that again because it was kind of messy. A royal priest refers to our original human vocation, those who behold and imitate God, cultivating heaven on earth lives. That's great. So good. And this is where this threefold call comes from. Should we move into that? Yep. And it flows really naturally out of that because those words to behold and imitate we say around Riverhouse a lot i don't remember where it comes from but that which you behold is that which you become mm -hmm. so what you what you give your attention to you uh you trend towards in your own nature yeah. and character so naturally we want to behold first god the lord yes beholding him with unveiled face second corinthians 3 tells us and imitating the Lord all over the place. I'm thinking of Ephesians chapter five, verse one. Um, Therefore be imitators of God mm -hmm. as beloved children and walk in love as Christ first loved us and gave himself up for us a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Mm. If I have any youth listening to this, then you should be excited because we've been memorizing that verse together in the youth group. But, um, but it does begin there at beholding. So this threefold ministry that we want to embody here at River House in order to make that heaven on earth reality is ministry unto the Lord first and foremost. Mm -hmm. Before anything else, we pour our hearts at the feet of Jesus. Yeah. Like Mary of Bethany, you have chosen the better thing, Mary. Jesus says when Martha's scurrying around yeah. in the kitchen, we want to be people of the presence first and foremost. Hmm. And because we are people of the presence, what will spill out of us is imitation of God toward one another at the priest level where we, the church taking care of the church yeah, and then toward the world, which is being fruitful and multiplying. That's the great commission. So good. That's, that's taking this incredible gospel good news. The euangelion is what gospel is in Greek and telling the world, proclaiming that there is a king on the throne and that he's the king of mercy and righteousness and love and that he created you and loves you and mm -hmm. that he has a purpose for your life. Yeah. Come on. Sorry. I started Preach. getting excited. No, it's so good. This also matches the, um, Ezekiel inspiration for river house too, where the presence flows from the house of the Lord in just a spring mm. and gets deeper and wider and wider as it multiplies from one another and is accelerated and then goes out into the world Amen. and just 
you know, exponentially spreads. Amen. Um, and that's where in our cosmic mountain vision picture, we have a, a river running down this mountain as well. Right. Because we are river house. Uh, it wouldn't be right if we didn't have a river. It wouldn't be right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Ezekiel 47 is so profound. We could meditate on that forever. I think we might have talked about Ezekiel 47 at our very first podcast. Do you remember that? Well, when have that very first one was with um, Pastor Paul, correct? Oh, I thought that there was like a trailer type one oh, that we yeah, did yeah. even before oh, Pastor yeah. Paul. That, I think that was it. I forgot about that. Did we? Yeah, you're right. Hmm. I, I love the imagery and I'll continue to love it because God's good, glorious presence pours out into ultimately the most dead place in the world, the Dead Sea, where no creature can live because the salt content is so high. And the, the glory from the temple brings flourishing life even to that place. Wow. So that's the redemptive power of Jesus. Oh man, it's so good. Hmm. We talked about in our series on kind of the restoration, God's business of restoration on earth. Yeah. Um, is that like this vision says it takes effort on our part. Right. And um, where we are cultivating, it's an active thing that we all have to choose mm -hmm. and to buy into um, to bring all these things to fruition. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to say that. I'm glad you did. Because it's not this, I don't, this vision is not for the the bystander. Right. And at Riverhouse, I think one of potentially our weaknesses that we have some room to grow on is becoming a church that feels accessible to the seeker Christian who is mm -hmm. brand new to the faith. Um, and I think why that is a struggle of ours is because we want to plumb the depths of what it means to be a Christian so regularly that it can sometimes feel a little overwhelming or daunting to yeah. someone who's just exploring the concept of Jesus Absolutely. for the first time. Um, I forget exactly why I said that. Maybe just to say that... Um, to plug your Sunday school? To plug the Sunday school. <laughs> yeah. To like recognize who we are as a church. Yeah. That God, I think has actually graced our community to bring Christians from a more passive version of Christianity to a more active version of Christianity. Mm -hmm. I've been experiencing that in my involvement at the church. Yeah. And I know many, like countless others who have experienced that as well. It's like, I... I, really regularly I hear some kind of testimony that is, oh, I used to participate in this church in the past and not that there's anything wrong with that church. Yeah. Um, but when I came to Riverhouse, I had no idea that like God wants to speak to me and move and work through me. And it's like, I'm starting to see this greater dimensionality to the faith that I didn't even know I had access to as a Christian. It's Come so on. much more than just being saved so that we can go to heaven when we die. Yeah. And there are other churches that are really seeker friendly and um, they get people into the kingdom in that first step. And that's that they lean more evangelistic and I want our church to lean more evangelistic than we do, but not in a way that in any way negates the strength that God has given us to catalyze radical Christianity. Yeah, that's so good. 
Is that fair yes. that I said that? I think so. I think that's a good way to put it, even just to define what church is and even how churches can be different, you know? And it's holy. Yeah. I don't, I'm, I'm not saying that as a way to say that other churches, again, are worse than ours or that we're better than anyone else. Oh yeah. And we say that from a point of this is something, this is an area that we even lack in, you For know? Sure and so it's like you, like another church could be really good at that. And hopefully iron sharpens iron and we all start to just look more like Christ Amen. and not maybe these just like different, you know, versions. That's of good. what a church could be, mm-hmm. you know, partial pieces. Like mm-hmm. we were, or our goal is to, to be part of a community of believers outside of even Riverhurst, River House that are just on fire churches. It's good. Also, I want to point out this idea that, you know, Christians coming to River House and getting a fresh sense of what, who God is and what they're called. That's like, that's revival. Yeah, say that. Which is so cool. <laughs> and I think, you know, it doesn't fit in a lot of people's boxes of what revival looks like. We think a big tent meeting that goes on for a fortnight. But <laughs> but th- that's revival. Yeah. It's 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 reviving the spirits yeah. of the believers. That's Amen. what we're praying for when we're praying for revival. And so for for uh for Christians to be moving to Boise and finding River House and accelerating their spiritual growth and relationship to Christ. Mm. Praise God. Praise you know? God. And there are people that are coming to church, not knowing God, accepting the Lord as their savior. Absolutely. Like there are those testimonies too. Um, regularly. Regularly. Yeah. Which is crazy to me. Like it's so almost cool. weekly we have a salvation on a Sunday. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, Praise God. <laughs> it's really but, cool getting but, to be on staff because I feel like I get to hear those stories more than probably the average person. Yes. We need to f- figure that out too. Yeah, those do. stories need to get out. But yeah, I just want to say that revival's happening. Amen. Praise God for it. Yes, Lord. Continue to press into that. Um, I think it would be helpful yeah. maybe to just name some ministries that we're involved in. At Riverhouse, and then kind of explain how they fit into the vision. Yeah. Is that fair? Totally. For example, this is a ministry. Mm-hmm. You're listening to the Deep Waters podcast right now. That this is a, a form of ministry at Riverhouse. Yeah. And what we're trying to do in this space is cultivate a heaven on earth reality by equipping the saints. So this is ministry to one another mm-hmm. right now. Um, I think every now and again, it overlaps a bit with that ministry to the world space. If we focus in an episode on something that um, the audience is designed to be like a non-Christian, especially. Yeah. Uh, But I mean, do you feel that way? Like our podcast is probably more about edification, discipleship and training for the saints. Yes. I would say it, it slots very nicely into ministry to one another. Yeah. And then you'd look at something like the house of prayer ministry. Mm-hmm. And I've heard some people say they don't feel like there's a whole lot of fellowship happening in the house of prayer. And you know, that's probably very accurate, Yeah. but that's because the goal of the house of prayer space is to minister unto the Lord first and foremost, Yeah. that our lives would just be laid before Christ unashamedly. Um, I love that. And those horizontal, if we want to use vertical and horizontal, Mm -hmm. um, those horizontal like connections might not happen as much in the ministry to the Lord space at a house of prayer meeting. You might get a shh. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> and that's not a problem. Yeah. It's actually, let's, let's just behold the glory of God together. Yeah. And if you're new to this house of prayer, then help, let us help you learn how to behold the face yes. of God yeah. so that you can be transformed into his image from one degree of glory to another. Yes, exactly. And then we also have, like, if we think of these as rituals, house of prayer, a weekly ritual to go and spend time and dedicate and sacrifice my time mm -hmm. to just minister to the Lord. Mm -hmm. In the same way, we have a ritual of house churches to dedicate and sacrifice our time to one another. Amen. To, um, to getting to know one another and pour into one another and support one another. Um, and that's how, you know, those kind of, and that would be obviously very ministry to the world, mm -hmm. but even, even in a house church, it's kind of its own little microcosm too, where hopefully you're spending time ministering to the Lord together. Sure. And you're ministering to one another. And there's probably a mission aspect to your house of church as well. Like throughout the holidays, I know some people partner with some, families in need and we're able to support them in really dynamic ways. I'm like, that's the church. That's, that's the church in a nutshell, in my opinion. Boom. A house church should look like the church in a nutshell. Oh. That's, that's exactly right. We need t-shirts. That's good. Amen. Um, <laughs> my picturing like a big walnut shell <laughs> Yes. with like a house church inside of it. Yeah. I like that kind of cracked with a chipmunk holding it. Yeah. <laughs> Full Chipmunks. circle. I know. Wow. Full circle. I know, I Shout like out that. to our friend, Richard Gordon. Um, and what I do at mm -hmm. River House is connections coordinator. Yep. Very, a bit of, I'm kind of like ministry one another in like kind of building up teams to serve one another, mm -hmm. but also how do I engage the seeker who's coming in to ask questions and a new person and a bit of the world. So I've kind of got my, uh, my feet in two doors or Yes. You know, one, yeah, whatever that saying is. Um, <laughs> and that's okay that there's overlap. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And like you said, in a similar way that a house church is a nutshell of the church, we experience that at youth. Totally. Because we're, we spend like 25 minutes worshiping the Lord, mm -hmm. just ministering unto him most every single Tuesday night at youth group. Yeah. And there's fellowship happening and, you know, we're always inviting new people to come in who aren't Christian and we're preaching the gospel for the first time. So there's all three are happening in any given youth group. Totally. I know you could say the same about a young adult space. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I think this language, though, is just helpful for us as Riverhouse to recognize what the holistic mission of the church is mm -hmm. um, so that, I mean, candidly for me, I spend a lot more time in ministry to one another than anywhere else. Yeah. So every now and again, I need to be called out by the evangelists to go and minister to the world a little more intentionally and certainly be called out by my friends, the Mary of Bethany's who are sitting at the feet of Jesus, who remind me, I need to seek first the face of Christ. Yeah, that's so good. Mm -hmm. Yep. Wow. Well, yeah. there's the vision. There's the vision in a nutshell. <laughs> Since we're saying that. Uh, and then on Sunday, we also read this prayer. It's this prayer, right? Mm. Unto your new creation, O Lord, make all things on earth as they are in heaven. Amen. Amen. Do we read that on Sunday? I think, well, we did at first. I don't know if that's still a thing. These were kind of the slides at the show on Sunday. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Unto your new creation, O Lord, make all things on earth as they are in heaven. 
Yeah, and may we be active participants in that work. We, as in the people who work on the church staff, sure, but far more than that, every single member that's attending our church on a Sunday. Yes. Yeah, so if you're listening to this, that's you. And we would invite you to just reflect on how you engage with this vision. Um, Because being a part of Riverhouse, if you identify as a part of Riverhouse, this is also your vision that you're called to cultivate a heaven on earth reality by ministering unto the Lord, unto other Christians and to the world. How are you doing that? Um, And I ask that question, not at all to shame you. If you feel like you're not doing it well enough, we could all agree that we're not doing it well enough, but it's not really about performance. It's not about doing it well enough. It's Mm -hmm. just about, um, being invited into the more of God. Yeah. Is that fair? I think that's so good. I'm glad you said that. Cool. Um, also this is the second podcast we've done short style. Yep. So let us know if you like it or not. (laughs) Yeah. If you want us to talk more, we can. Yeah. We just, it's still too long. You can let us know that too. Yeah. It's (laughs) like, I wish it was 10 minutes. (laughs) Yeah. These 30 minute things are way too long. (laughs) Um, yeah. And know that we're, working out what this vision means for us at the podcast and within our ministries. And I think, um, if you happen to have a family, I think that'd be a cool thing to think about that. If you Mm. are in a house church, think about how this ministry affects your house church and even in the marketplace. Right. What does this look like? Kind of like what Benjamin's saying, Mm. like this, this should, our lives should look completely different because of the call of the church and the call of the believer. Yeah. Praise God. Bada bing, bada boom. That's discipleship. All right. Well, until next time, friends, enjoy this first week or two of your new year. Uh, We pray that you are feeling blessed with all kinds of eager energy towards whatever goals or resolutions you might've set. Absolutely. (laughs) If you're reading the Bible in a year, good for you. You got something else like that. Go for it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Shameless plug for the Bible project. Yeah. They're doing a walk through um, the Sermon on the Mount this whole year. And if you're looking for some way to engage with scripture in a really meditative way, I'll tell you, just do the Bible projects thing. Download the app. It only takes 30 minutes a week. 30 minutes a week. Yeah. easy attainable for anyone i i think and maybe that's just because i don't have four kids or something i don't have any kids but yeah i would assume 30 minutes a week is attainable for anyone Mm -hmm. um yeah and it'll lead you through scripture some videos different content that's going to help you really meditate on the words of christ in the sermon on the mount matthew 5 through 7 yeah so yeah if you're looking for something to do regarding scripture this year um, I'd invite you to do that. It's not the YouVersion Bible app. It's actually the Bible Project app. Good so make sure that you download that one. It It's like a little white app with a blue book that's open. I mm-hmm. shouldn't be naming colors. I, I can't see color very well, but you'll find it. <laughs> All those colors were correct. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'll link it in the subscription or the description. Below. Yeah, in the subscription. Okay. Well, bless you, friends. Thanks for joining us. And until next time, uh, shalom. Happy New Year. Bye. 
Thank you so much for listening to the Deep Waters Podcast. If you have comments, questions, or concerns, maybe even a recipe or two, please send them to deepwaters at riverhouseministries.com. And if you would like to join us at Riverhouse for Sunday service, we meet at the Vineyard Boise at 4 p.m. We'd love to see you there. We cannot do this podcast without a little help from our friends. Our theme music was written and recorded by the Riverhouse worship team. Production is done by Jordan Sodeman. Special thanks to Isaiah Guerrero for our artwork. Benjamin Olson writes and co-hosts with me, Jace Langley, and I also edit this bad boy. If you like this podcast and want to keep going on this journey of discipleship with us, please leave us a review wherever you listen to the Deep Waters podcast. May Christ be with you wherever you go.